for me, it was the right fit you know, against the New York Giants. Like, this is this is the New York Giants. If you don't like it, then you're welcome to leave. But that's the way that we do things around here. Man, I'm so blessed. It's crazy. I've been manifesting New York. I, I kind of had a feeling it was going to be New York, but now that we're here, man, God is good. Once a giant, always a giant. For me, it's only a giant. Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by the USA Today Network. I am your host, Art Stapleton, and a happy Thanksgiving to everyone out here listening to this show as a preview for Giants Cowboys 430 Eastern Time from Jerry World on Turkey Day. I know certainly... Being in Dallas away from my family, I will be counting my blessings when I return home uh, to be with them. We got some football on Thanksgiving, and it certainly seems like the roof is caving in if you are a Giants fan, at least some parts of the segment on social media after the loss to Detroit, 31-18, and now the Giants all banged up. Noah Dory Jackson. The offensive line has a lot of question marks. Fabian Moreau may be out, so you might be down your top two corners. And now you have to face a Cowboys team that just handed Minnesota its worst home loss in nearly 60 years, 40-3. to And those same Vikings have won eight games and were the number two seed, or still are the number two seed, but we're chasing Philly down for the number one seed in the NFC. So, do the Giants have a chance? Well, this is the NFL, and we seem to forget that. That's why we have overreaction Monday all the time. But here's my take on this, and we'll get to our interview this week with Jason Pinnock, former Jet, now emerging in a role on the back end at safety with the Giants and on special teams. We had to do things a little differently this week. We didn't get our sit-down interview. So the interview you'll hear between me and Pinnock was a little bit abbreviated because they pushed up the special teams meeting uh, for the Giants in this condensed week. Uh, But got Pinnock for about five minutes to talk about his injury. He suffered a jaw injury. On Sunday against the Lions, actually left the stadium for further testing in an ambulance. So we'll talk about that a little bit. Right now, he said he expects to play on Thursday. It was just a contusion. There were no fractures uh, and nothing beyond that. So some good injury news on a day where the Giants got terrible injury news on Monday. Not only Adoree Jackson likely out at least a month with an MCL sprain, Wondell Robinson off of his best game, nine catches, 100 yards. He tears his ACL and is out out for the season, and that's an injury that could linger into next season. So just a brutal development there for the Giants. So overall, here's where I stand. We've spent 10 weeks talking about how good and what an advantage Brian Dable and this coaching staff can gain on a week-to-week basis. Now, granted, their preparation is a little different this this week. You've got two and a half days, essentially, to install whatever you're going to install. So a lot of the stuff was either put in starting at the end of last week. You have your assistant coaches working double time, 
both on the Lions and the Cowboys. But if you're going to give this team praise for two and a half months about being able to win close games and be mentally tough and bring opponents to the deep end and drown them, in a span of three and a half hours against the Detroit Lions on Sunday, now all of a sudden you're going to completely jump off that bandwagon and take away everything that they gained over that first, those first nine games, because now they're sitting at 10 at 7-3. and three. Look, the Cowboys were a more talented team coming into this game three weeks ago, two weeks ago, and now after the game against the Lions. If it was always about talent, the Cowboys had the talent advantage. The Cowboys are a better football team. In the NFC East, it's the Cowboys and the Eagles, and then the Giants and the Commanders. That's where the divide is. Now, the Commanders, the last couple weeks, with their upset of Philly, they are now viewed as the team that's on the rise. I think if we take a step back and truly appreciate it, the NFC East is a two-team race right now between the Eagles and the Cowboys, and the Giants and the Commanders are ahead of schedule, and they are challenging for a wild-card spot. Could that change over the next seven weeks? Sure. That could change. Maybe the Giants and the Commanders win some more games that you don't expect them to win, and they challenge for that division title. Maybe the Cowboys or the Eagles sustains a significant injury, and then all of a sudden you're looking at who could come up and surprise those teams. But the reality for the New York Giants is that before they played on Sunday and before the Cowboys beat down the Vikings, the spread was likely opening at a touchdown in Dallas. So now the fact that it's nine and a half and creeping towards double digits, that does not change the fact that this Giants team physically, emotionally, needs to bring its A game on Thursday. Now, will they automatically get embarrassed on the scoreboard? Look, this is now up to Brian Dable and this coaching staff and the leaders in the locker room to make sure the Giants respond on Thursday. Because if they don't, it's just basically a knock against what we thought they were for two months. And when you're 10 games in, it's not just a flash in the pan. You're 10 games into a season, you pretty much know the identity of your team. Now, granted, you almost have another half of a season left. But this is when the Giants need to be peaking and playing at their best, and they're not right now. And injuries have a lot to do with that. I thought Brian Dable was being pretty candid on Tuesday when he told us that he just did not know beyond... Dory Jackson and Daniel Bellinger, everybody else, they're going to try to take it as far as they can to see if they can play on Thursday. Now, I think that needs to be done in a smart way, and I think they will do that, and they'll probably err on the side of being conservative in terms of pushing guys. That's why you won't see Aziz Ojolari this week. He's been on IR. He hasn't practiced in a month. And the guy had a re-aggravation of a calf injury, the last thing you want is to push him out there with no practice time and just wing it. Because if he has another calf injury, his season's over. 
because you can't bring a guy back from IR twice. And at this stage of the game, the Giants have to be very, very calculated in terms of guys coming on and off injured reserve. Remember, the maximum is eight this year for players coming off of IR. Uh, So that's something to keep in mind as well. But call me crazy. But I think the Giants are going to keep this one relatively close. I mean, Dak Prescott has their number. Until the Giants beat Dak Prescott, which they do not, he's 9-0 against the Giants in his career. That, in part, is because of the Giants and who they've been the last five years. I mean, let's be honest. Dak Prescott wasn't beating up playoff teams on this on this you know in this franchise but if you're going to go into a game and you're going to say well the giants have no chance prescott is going to throw all over the place and tony pollard and ezekiel elliott are going to dominate and this defense is going to okay i i can't on paper i can understand why you would say that but i've seen enough of the nfl to know Sunday was a spot where the Detroit Lions were coming off of two games, two wins. They had better matchups than people gave them credit for. That Detroit offensive line was the best offensive line the Giants have played all year. They shut down the Giants' defense, made them look like they were walking in quicksand up front. The Giants' best players on Sunday, for the first time all year, did not elevate their game, production-wise. And... That's not a criticism. That's a reality. Saquon Barkley, Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, those three guys have been playing out of their minds. That didn't happen on Sunday. And the Giants need that to happen in order to be able to hang with the more talented teams in this league. You know, it's almost a basketball analogy. If your best players don't match the best players on the other team, you're probably not going to win that game. And that's what happened to the Giants on Sunday against the Lions the better players on the field on Sunday and the best execution and the better units won the matchups. It was across the board, Detroit. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be that case on Thursday against the Cowboys. Could it? Absolutely. But the rest of this season is shaping up. It's all about the games against Washington, if you're asking me. So the next game after this one on Thanksgiving... The Giants have a little bit extra time to prepare. Washington comes to MetLife Stadium, then Philadelphia, and then you're on the road at Washington. You got to find it here if you're the Giants. If you're Brian Dayball, you have to get into the psyche of this team. There can't be any letdowns on Thursday. If you lose because you got executed by better players and just because you lost in a spot where you have inferior talent, that's one thing. But this team cannot come out and look like it's a woe is me. No one's feeling sorry for the Giants, and I don't think they're going to feel sorry for themselves either. And that's on Dable and this coaching staff. Like I said, it's been all champagne and roses for this coaching staff this season, and rightfully so. They've pushed a lot of the right buttons. They pushed the wrong button with a Dory Jackson at punt return, and it came back and bit them. But you have to move on, and you have to do what you got to do. I do have faith that 
this team is at least competent enough that they could plug some of these holes on a short week. And you might be catching the Cowboys at the right time. Everybody's looking at the Cowboys and saying, boy, they are on a roll. They are peaking. Emotionally, I don't know if you can get any higher than what they were on Sunday in Minnesota. And now there's a natural come down here. You know, they're flirting publicly with Odell Beckham Jr. Giants are really doing it more behind the scenes. You know, the Cowboys are feeling this Super Bowl vibe right now. Jerry Jones talked about it after the Minnesota game. If the Giants play their cards right, come out, take a few punches early, I think this team is good enough, the foundation is good enough, where they can hang in. And we'll just have to see. So those are my thoughts going into the game. Now, without any further ado, let me get to Jason Pinnock. Again, we were at his locker, so I hope you enjoy our abbreviated interview. But Pinnock is certainly a player who could be having an impact for the Giants down the stretch here. Could be a big addition after the Jets ended up waving him earlier this year. So here's my interview with Jason Pinnock. And the first thing we started talking about was his injury. Um, take me back to, to Sunday. I mean, how, I know you know we were just talking about it, but just the idea of you know how scary is that when you kind of absorb absorb a hit? And yeah. All of a sudden, you know, you're kind of feeling something. You right, kind of know something's right. not right. Yeah, yeah. Always a little bit scary, I guess you could say. But it's uh, just kind of it's the inevitable part of football, you know. So um, just going with it, go through all the testing, clear protocol just to be safe going back out there. But all good. So the first time you, you got whacked pretty good. Yeah. And then the second time you caught a little friendly fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of led to, right, having to go get everything tested mm-hmm. out. Right. Is that ever, it can't be a good feeling having to leave a Yeah, oh, never. I mean, it's never a good feeling when you can't finish on Sunday. But um, it's always good when you can come back. What? You telling me you Bro, they keep playing it. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, he keep playing the song. It's the song we keep singing. Every, it's stuck in everybody's head. What song is it? I'll, hey, what what what's the song called? It's that future. You telling me you falling out of love? Yeah, yeah. I don't know the name, but it's stuck in everybody's head. Um, for for you, I mean, you went from you know trying to fight for a role a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago to then all of a sudden you know last week, um, you know you were in a main role on yeah. this defense. Uh, does that run through your mind when you're hurt and you're leaving the stadium and you oh, can't yeah. really know what's going on? That you fought to get to a certain point and now you don't know what's going to happen? Yeah, and that, that's where the frustration comes in. You know, like you get real frustrated as a player, but um, just trying to, like I, like I always say, a no flinch mentality. So, like, my preparation will never change regardless of my position in the building. You know what I'm saying? So. When you finally do get your shot and, you know, something unfortunate happens like that, yeah, you get a little frustrated. But, again, like I said, it's the part of the game. Like, you can't beat yourself up too mentally and set yourself back, kind of just take the punches and move on. So we left Dable's press conference and we're walking down the hallway heading to the locker room and we Mm -hmm. see an ambulance parked outside the locker room. Yeah. And you're looking in the windows going that – in your mind, did you know at that point everything was okay? Or you I know, felt you're pretty inside good. that ambulance. I mean, that's yeah. is that is that fortunately the first time that you've ever had to leave a stadium? In, oh in yeah, 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 nah, that was my first time ever. But uh, again, we were all pretty 
pretty calm, pretty under control. Uh, that was more for safety purposes, um, just to get the scans, show better, because the x-rays ain't going to show you nothing but a fracture. Right. But nah, it wasn't too, like, wasn't nervous in there or scared, like, you know, oh, man. Kind of knew, like, I'll, I'll, I'll be okay. Is it weird to not be in a locker room after a game like that? Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. It, all of that was weird, you know, not seeing my family right after the game and people that traveled, didn't get to see them, had to go get checked out. So, I mean, yeah, for sure, definitely unfortunate. Everything comes back clear. You got a short week. Mm-hmm. You're pretty confident that you're going to be out there yeah, on Thursday? for sure, yeah. I feel good about it. What are the challenges of this Cowboys offense? Um, what what kind of pressure can they put on you defensively mm-hmm. at all three levels? Uh, really stopping their big three, stopping four, stopping 21, stopping 88, um, holding 88 down deep and taking those shots away from them and stopping the run. That's the biggest thing. Did I hear right a couple weeks ago I had heard uh, from somebody in the locker room that mm-hmm. – uh, the coaches kind of saw the way you were getting off in, in practice on the line, and the, yeah. the week you had the the, the one sacks. and a half sacks, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, was that one of those things where you you kind of earned a role, right? Because they saw how you were performing in practice. Yeah, so it's it's a just like anybody else is like earning that respect, earning that trust, not only from your coaches but your peers. You know, that's the guys you out there with in the grass. That's the guys you communicating with, and just earning that trust. So. What, did you realize? I mean, what kind of what kind of situation was it on scout team that you were earning the? Uh, no, the slowly starting to get team reps and practice and stuff, and then you earn that trust. You be consistent, get a little bit more. Hopefully, just and again, the preparation shouldn't be different. And then you get those shots in the game, and you make your plays or you don't. You know. You know, it's kind of funny. We were talking about Cager and you and coming yeah. over from the Jets to the Giants mm-hmm. and being in, and not only being here but having roles. Right. Do you still keep tabs on your former team? Always, always. I still talk to my guys. Jay White, um, got DJ over there, Sauce, Brandon Eccles, all my guys. Even the guys who got claimed by other teams, Isaiah Dunn, Rashad yeah. Wild Goose, all my guys. So. But you're here now and you're, mm-hmm. you're set up individually to kind of have a big role on this yeah. team moving forward. What kind of opportunity is that for you? That's huge. That's that's all I always ask for. Um, I mean, you check my resume, same with the Jets, you know. Uh, probably a, a weirder situation, you know, switching positions, coming in late, starting, still pr- trying to produce and do do what I can, you know. So I'm not just the team's player, but I'm an overall player. I could be a core defensive player. So. What, what does it mean to play on Thanksgiving for you? This is, is big. Your first time? Yeah, this is big. Uh, I'm from Connecticut, so bunch of Giants fans everybody talk about the Thanksgiving game and it's like it feel like I just blink and you know and now I'm in it and it's like wow you know you get some of those down times and it kind of hits you you know from those little kids dreams that coming true so thanks man no problem all right my thanks to Jason Pinnock and as I mentioned both he and Lawrence Cager come from the Jets Cager signed to the 53 after three practice squad elevations has a cut has a touchdown catch. Uh, I think this tight end room is very interesting with Nick Vanette now signing with the giants, former St. Seahawk. Uh, he's in the fold. And then of course, Daniel Bellinger. We'll see where he's at next week. I know he's making progress. We'll see if he ends up making it back for the Washington game or might have to wait a little longer. But again, thanks to Pinnock, and I think the Giants uh, are very fortunate. You know, we joke with Pinnock, would he 
have to have his Thanksgiving meal through a straw and bring a blender to Dallas. And he kind of laughed and he said, no, he, he's feeling pretty good. His jaw is, is good. There's no fractures. Uh, and it was just a contusion. So any playmaker that the Giants could have on their back end, and it's very clear that Wink Martindale has figured out a way to use Pinnock coming forward on blitzes, uh, is a good thing. So, again, that'll wrap up this special edition of All In with Art Stapleton. We appreciate you being all in. Again, happy and healthy Thanksgiving to everyone. We'll have a post-game episode after the game in Dallas on Thanksgiving, so you can catch that, obviously, all weekend. Make sure you check out NorthJersey.com for my live updates from the game, and obviously we'll be there on social media. So, for my producer, Paul Wood, again, happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and we'll talk to you after the Giants-Cowboys on Turkey Day.